Welcome to Swat and Flies, Tellin' Lies, Season 2, Episode <coughs> 5, let's see. Uh, just chilling. I just got off work. Um, kind of a, not even kind of, it, it is a huge day today um, as regards to this whole podcast and why it got started and how it got its name. Swatting flies, telling lies. That came from my uncle Bruce. Um, when I lived in Matlakatla, I would call him up and just, you know, you love somebody, you call him up, want to talk to them, catch up with them, check on them, kind of, I guess. So it was always like, hey, uncle, how's it going? What are you up to? Um, it's going good, just swatting flies and telling lies. And it made me laugh, and then it just was, uh, you know, then you find out that's just kind of what what he would say to people. He said that to my brother, said it, you know, anybody that would call us, swatting flies, telling lies. So that's um, the name I came up with this podcast, just to kind of, I guess, honor him a little bit. And I mean, as much as I could anyways. Um, he passed away seven years ago, and... Today's always a tough day because today's the day that I got a call from my cousin Marla to go check on him because she hadn't heard from him in a while, in a few days, which was odd because he always stayed in contact or returned phone calls. And um, I got a call. I was going through some shit myself personally and so I wasn't sleeping much. Um, wasn't doing really anything except kind of existing at the moment. And then I got a call. I was like, holy shit, Marla's on vacation. And it's fucking early, you know. Kind of got worried as soon as I saw her. She was calling me. And, she, you know, and she told me to go check on Uncle. And my heart just dropped. You know, I was so wrapped up in my own personal bullshit going on that I hadn't really reached out to him. And we had just had some earthquakes that weekend, actually. And um, so I called up my mom immediately and asked her, you know, when's the last time you talked to Uncle Bruce? And she kind of got quiet and she was like, shit, it's been a while. You know, and so my heart just immediately broke because I knew something was wrong. But anyways, this podcast is going to be about... The memories I have personally with the, with him, and um, we'll just go back to uh, when I was a little, little, little kid. <laughs> Me and my cousin Johnny got on litter patrol, and we got like I think it was like a fifty dollar check after we were done with it, or it's twenty five or fifty bucks. But me and Johnny felt so rich, and we went to the bank <laughs> and met Lacatla, <clears throat> and um, they asked me when I. You know, they had to sign the check, and they thought it was so cute. Two little boys had checks. And they said, do you want all your money? And I was like, 
yeah, it's my money. I want it all. <laughs> you know, and Johnny kind of had this weird look on his face like, yeah, give him his money. He worked for it, you know, and Johnny cashed the check, got all his money. Well, Johnny got all his money. I want all my money. Didn't understand what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> and so we go down to Ace Hardware and probably buy some toys we didn't need, even though we wanted them. And then I get home, and then my Uncle Bruce shows up, and I'm just like, ah, I got paid for my very first legitimate job. <laughs> and my Uncle Bruce is in my house, with my or at my parents' house. And he said, hey, did you cash a check today? I said, I sure did, Unc. I, uh, I made money with Litter Patrol. And he said, yeah, they gave you my money. I was like, no, it's my money. They asked me if I wanted all my money. I said, of course I want all my money. I earned it. Well, <laughs> uh, lo and fucking behold, my uncle had an account in Matlakatla too. And the teller, which was my Uncle Bruce's first cousin, so he was not happy. <coughs> my Uncle Bruce said, all right, here's what we're going to do. You're going to sign your you're going to sign your full name and I'm going to sign my full name. And I was like, okay, I'm named after you. This is awesome. And he's like, just listen. Like, there was like a different tone with my uncle that I hadn't seen before. <laughs> and my dad was sitting and my dad was just fucking laughing his ass off. And he said, from here on out, you're going to sign Bruce Romy Booth. And I was like, okay. And he said, and I'm going to sign Bruce Arnold and we're going to sign our full name so this doesn't ever happen again. I can't believe... They were dumb enough to give you my money. And I was like, okay, I'm Bruce Romy Booth. Now, if you look on my Facebook page, that is, um, I, I still do that. I put my full name on there. Every, ever since, <laughs> ever since I got my uncle's money and he made it abundantly clear that I need to sign my full name going forward, I just signed it. I didn't think twice about it. It's just, my to me... At that moment in my life, my uncle wanted to have signatures that only me and him could have. Now, we had different middle names, but for the most part, he was born on July 9th, and I was born on August 9th, which I was always like, oh my God, we're exactly one month apart. And he'd always smile and be like, that's eh, a little more than one month, kid. <laughs> but I was so little, he'd always just kind of laugh at it. He's always flicking me shit, but yeah, he was super pissed, and so since... <laughs> Since my first job with my cousin Johnny, yeah, I so I signed my everything to this day. Um, my checks at my job, um, like I said, my Facebook account, uh, anything. Um, uh, Bruce Romy Booth, Bruce R. Booth. I'm always putting, yeah, it's always, 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 always <laughs> Bruce Romy Booth. Every time I sign it, I always think of, <laughs> think of my uncle and then, uh, get a little bit older and, um, there was, uh, I used to come over like always at the end of the summer for a basketball camp, but more importantly to spend time with my uncle for at least a week. And he had these weird hours when he was working at the post office back then. It was like three to midnight. But so during the day, if I didn't have camp, I, he would um, take me to Rose's Caboose, buy me a burger and a drink and fries or a shake, whatever. And then he'd take me for a cruise to catch can and kind of give me the rundown. And he'd always, uh, 
I don't really care how this is going to sound because it's just a memory I have with my uncle. And um, <laughs> he used to always honk at like these, the, the bigger set women. And he would honk and he had this death grip and he had these big, huge bear paws for hands. And he'd grab my hand and he'd honk his horn and I'd be waving at these really big women. And then he'd all... <laughs> He wouldn't even say my dad. He'd always bring up my mom and he'd always say, what would my sister say knowing you like big women? <laughs> Uncle, stop. Uncle, stop. And the more I fought, I just couldn't get away from him because he had this he had this grip just like my dad. And it was just like this vice. <laughs> kind of like what my cousin Dave has. My cousin Dave has their fucking vice grip. And um, so I'd come over here and then little by little, my cousins would come over with me. Uh, my cousin Johnny would come over <laughs> And uh, he was staying at 212 Austin Charcoal Apartments. I still remember that address. I mean, not like it's hard to remember around here in Ketchikan, but I, uh, years ago, Jesus Christ, uh, it was one of the weekends my mom <coughs> um, took my daughter for me. It was the summer of 06. I came over here to get drunk, and it was only for the night, but my mom would always take Maya for the weekend, and she'd play with my sisters and stuff, and... um I uh, actually blanked out and I came to and the cab driver was like, you got to get out of the cab. I was like, why do I got to get out? This isn't my final destination. And he said, you said 212 Austin Charcoal Apartments. Well, we're here. And I was like, oh, shit, man. No. I, I blanked out and I reverted back to when I was a kid and that's where my uncle lived. <laughs> I was like, shit, man. Here, let me give you a couple extra. This is where I actually need to go. Anyway, so um, <coughs> got to like me and Johnny where I think we were turning like 12 or 13. So it was either 89 or 90 and we're over here for basketball camp. <laughs> and uh, my uncle said something about our gym clothes and stuff. And and I was just like, oh, yeah, when do you do laundry? Could you do ours? And he said, oh, hell no. I am not your mom and I am not your dad. Grab all those quarters right there. You boys are going to learn how to do laundry. And we're just kind of like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. So he brought us down to the laundry room and showed us how to do laundry. And he had this look on his face like, my two fucking nephews really think I'm going to wash their dirty ass fucking underwear and fucking dirty ass socks? Fuck no. <laughs> and I can't believe now that he that we expected that i mean it's just we were very naive kids <laughs> i mean johnny were laughing and then um another time i came over for a week uh my bro ira came over here <coughs> and um you know we went to basketball camp had a lot of fun but anyways um like i said just some other stories and then i came over for uh i came over for a tournament when i was in high school or whatever, and uh, was dating a girl at the time, and my cousin Kelly was with me, and uh, brought her to my uncle's. Hey, uncle, this is so and so. This is my girlfriend, and he immediately, without even hesitation, he just said, "Oh, did you lose a bet?" And she said, "No, I didn't." And I was like, "Fuck you, uncle!" And Kelly started laughing and. Uh, <laughs> It was just, uh, it's funny. I mean, I laughed at the time, but I was also kind of mad. Like, fuck you, did you lose a bet that way you're dating me? <laughs> I 
I fucking laugh about that so hard still. Um, and then, uh, and then, um, you know, there's just a whole bunch of stories like that. And I remember, uh, when I was in seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade, Marshall and Milo took off for a vacation during Easter weekend. So it was 1991, April of 91. So I think I was in eighth grade because I think my brother was a sophomore or no, he was a yeah, he was a sophomore in high school. So Marshall was a freshman. Anyways, he my uncle was dropping them off, and Marshall told me the story. And when they were walking towards the airport ferry, he rolled down his window and uh, yelled at my brother, "Hey, you fucking left your shrink to f- you, you uh, left your shrink to fit condoms here. Come get them." <laughs> he was just super quick witted, had a great sense of humor, and was effortlessly funny, like. No matter what, you know, no matter what was going on, uh, he could break the tension, he could break the ice, however you want to say it, and nonchalantly make me laugh. Like when my parents got divorced, I came over here just to get away for the day, and my uncle picked me up at Tac One Air, and he's like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm doing okay, I guess, you know, I'm doing okay, I guess. And he said, well... It can't last too long because he pulled a gun on his soon-to-be ex-wife. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, I had to tell that story because that... I was like, holy shit, man, you know, and he kind of smiled. And he used to always do this, uh, the, the eagle. I like this because, like I said, he had these big fucking bear mitts. <clears throat> and he would always, um, especially with Carly. Him and Carly were really close, too. I mean, it's easy to be close to my Uncle Bruce. He's He was an amazing human, but... um. He'd always be like, oh, the eagle landed, and he kind of, like, I, I still do, I do it a lot to Ahu now, and I squeeze really hard and makes my eye laugh, so it makes me, <laughs> kind of eggs me on. <laughs> and then uh, Carly would do it back to him, and Uncle would laugh, because she was so tiny, she'd be like, the eagle's landing, Uncle, and her little hand. <sighs> see, there's a funny story that I remember, too. Our Uncle Bruce came over, I think it was, I think Carly was like three years old, so it was 1989, he came over for Christmas, I believe, <laughs> and uh, he fell asleep on our couch. And uh, my mom looked over and saw Carly and was like, oh, I'll finish this and I'll go grab her and get her away from her uncle. Well, he was sleeping and his mouth was open. I think Carly shoved like a donut or a cracker in his mouth and he just woke up and was like, I guess she thought I was hungry. <laughs> and I think about that, too, and it makes me laugh. Um and then uh, I remember, I'm kind of all over the place, but I'm always all over the place. But this is, like I said, these are just some of the cherished memories I have with my uncle. And like I said, uh, the whole swatting flies and telling lies came from him fucking decades ago. Just from when I would call him up, that's what he'd tell me he was doing. He would tell me he was swatting flies and telling lies. So anyway, so in, uh, in the year 2000... I was working with my dad and painting, mostly painting all summer and uh, putting insulation in in different places and um, had to work on a Sunday and I was just like, I'm going to go get fucking shit faced tonight and catch can, jump the ferry, blanked out (coughs) and um, 
was like, holy shit, man. Woke up and my uncle was like, hey, get up. And I was like, oh shit, you know, fuck, he's really pissed at me. And he was like, get up. And I was like, holy shit, what, what the hell is wrong, uncle? What did I do? He's like, ah, fuck, man, I'm Milo Booth. I'm Bruce Booth. I can't call my uncle to say, hey, leave the door unlocked. I'll leave the door unlocked for you two assholes, but you guys never call when you come over to get drunk. You, I'm Milo Booth. I'm fucking pounding on the door at 5 a.m. I'm his idiot brother, Bruce. I pound on the door at 4 a.m. Get up. I'm going to take you to breakfast, and you're not going to stay here. <laughs> Holy shit, man. I would... Is is it was seven o'clock in the morning, so I had been passed out for three hours, so I was still pretty tipsy. <laughs> and my uncle was just livid, man. <clears throat> and I was like, holy shit, man, I just want to um Oh shit, okay, okay, I guess. So he took me out to breakfast and then he dropped just jerked just dropped me off at the fucking ferry. Now back then we only had the Aurora. So I you know, I knew not to do that anymore because by the time we were done with breakfast, it was 8 o'clock and he just dropped me. And I was like, okay, lesson learned, man. I got three hours to wait before the ferry even departs to Metlakatla. <laughs> it's just funny to hear that me and Milo did the same thing to him. I mean, I get to laugh about it now, but I remember being super hungover, left at the ferry terminal, just kind of like, fuck, man. Didn't have any cigarettes to smoke. I used to smoke back then. And then, um, and then, uh, in 2004, me and Maya came over, actually, <coughs> excuse me, we came over to watch Spider-Man 2, and, uh, and to buy the new Simpsons DVD at the time, the new season, I think it was season four at the time that they had just released, it was like this pink case, and on the cover, it was all the Simpsons sitting on a couch, and then when you pull it out, they fall, anyways, that's beside the point, um, I was like, come on, Maya, we got to go to the, we're going to go to Walmart. And she's like, I don't want to go to Walmart. Uncle Bruce said he'd watch me. And I looked over and I was like, did you? And he just shrugged. He said, yeah, I mean, I could in theory watch her. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, if you don't mind. He's like, I don't mind. It's my niece. And, uh, and I came back and they were both just, Maya was laughing really hard and uncle had a smile on his face. And he said, well, we went out to play catch, but we didn't have a ball. But Maya said we could still play catch. She throws a hell of a fake fastball, Bruce. <laughs> oh, and Maya, was, Maya looked at me. She's like, "I do, Dad. I throw, I throw a really fast, a fake fast, a really fake fastball." And then um, she's like, "Uncle Bruce stuck his big hands up, but he still didn't catch it. It went right over his head, huh, Uncle?" And he just laughed. Yeah, it went right over my head. <laughs> and then uh. You know, there's just, um, I mean, there's a lot of stories. I mean, me and Terrence would stay with him a lot. Me and Terrence stayed with him when we watched Pet Cemetery 2. And, uh, I mean, just numerous times we stayed with him. And uh, <laughs> I remember summer of 94. Like I said, I'm all over the place, man. So I apologize if that's not your thing. Um, summer of 94, I was over here and I was dating a girl and I got to my uncle's and I was like, hey, uncle, you're not working late tonight. He's like, oh, no, well, he's like, take a shower. I'll take you out for lunch. He's like, all right, cool. And he said, hey, some girl called for you. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. He said, is this Bruce Booth? I said, yeah. 
said, the one with the nice ass? And I said, no, I got a fat ass. And then they hung up, so I didn't get a name for you. That's <laughs> just like I said, I, I, there's a million of those types of stories with my uncle. And that's what today's podcast is about, is just, uh, it's a tough day, kind of had a tough morning this morning, um, but uh, posted a picture, the, actually the only picture I have of me and my uncle, my cousin Tala, actually took it in 2006, in May of 2006 at our auntie's, at our auntie's funeral, and um, I'm looking one way, looking over to the left, and my uncle's looking the other way, and Tala just snapped this, I, I think it's just a really great picture, so thank you Tala for that, I, I, I have that as my profile picture right now, and then, um, and then uh, I saw my sister Ahu posted a picture, and it said, we miss you, Uncle Bruce, and it was the them, and it was like in 2003, it looked like, must have been when they were living over here, Jesse was eating, Uncle Bruce is at the other end of the couch, and he could tell he was opening up the door, he'd sit there, and he'd just open up his door, close it, open his door, close it, and then Ahu said, yeah, it's a really beautiful picture, and then, um, what else is there in <coughs> in 2012 i um went out to walmart and at this time i was living directly behind my uncle bruce with uh skyler so i used to stand out on the porch and yell at him and be uncle come on up for dinner we're gonna barbecue who's cooking me yeah i'll pass <laughs> i'll pass i don't want to eat anything you're cooking <laughs> And, uh, so I go up to Walmart. All right. This is the summer of 2012. Um, this is kind of right before shit started hitting the fan for me personally. And about a month before the shit hit the fan, maybe. And, uh, I was out at Walmart, locked up my truck at, I had, uh, I got a truck and, um, came back out and was like looking for my keys. I was like, holy shit. Looked in and they're still in the ignition. Well, the girl I was dating, I called and she was, I was like, you probably can't leave right now. And she said, no, I can't, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck, I got to call. I don't want to call uncle. He's going to, fuck, man. I got to just bite the bullet. And I call uncle and I was like, hey, uncle, how are you? He's like, hey. I was like, could you do me a favor? I said, yeah. I was like, can I get a ride to Walmart? And he said, yeah, when? And I said, well, actually, I'm at Walmart. I locked the keys in my car. And I need a ride home to get my spare keys and then a ride out to Walmart. And without skipping a beat, he just said, I always knew you were the smart one in the family. I'll be right out there. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, there's just, uh, you know, he used to give my daughter rides in the summers too, which was always awesome. And, uh, he was just, I don't know, man, it's a very biased opinion, but he was just an amazing human being. And like a second, almost a second dad to me, Milo and Carly. And, you know, he was just, uh, <laughs> he's what I strive to be as an uncle. Um, So the last time I saw him, it was uh, like September 14th. I had him up for a boxing pay-per-view because he's the one who got me into boxing. And, uh, 
and um, he uh, came up, and there I was supposed to have a bunch of people by, and he showed up, and he was obviously drunk, and he said, oh, jeez, all those people back out when they realized they had to hang out with you, I was like, fuck you, man, and he said, ah, calm down, calm down, I brought pizza, us chubby natives love this stuff, and I started laughing, and we watched the fight. And then uh, he took off after that, and he said, uh, take it easy, and uh, I'll see you around. And unfortunately for me, that was the last time I, f I saw him in person. Um, and uh, yeah, so just trying to keep an upbeat attitude about how he lived his life and... Try not to, you know, let it overtake me on today, each year. Um, so, that's just a small portion of all my, not even, not even all, a small portion of my experience with my uncle. Um, I hope everybody had fun this past weekend. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, got pretty drunk, drank a lot of beers, uh, great company, and like I said, this, this, this podcast is just a little tidbit of my experience in life with my Uncle Bruce, who I fucking miss. Later. <laughs>